true, for real. Troy, your host. And real quick, I'm going to get to the content of today's show very, very, very quickly. Okay? And let me say something before I even get strong on that. On the True For Real Radio, okay, listen, no matter what subject we discuss, no matter what uh, the circumstance or the situation may be, okay, we always confront it, we always respond to it with biblical foundational truth. The True For Real broadcast or radio show is not based on my own perspective. It's not based on my own personal interpretation of scripture or reinterpretation of scripture. But it's based on the truth of the living God, period. It's about what God has to say, and that's it. Not my own ideology, not my own opinion, but what the Bible has to say. That's why I go straight to Scripture, precept upon precept, and line upon line. So you, the listener, can follow me word for word. So you can understand. This is not Troy speaking. I'm simply proclaiming what's already been written. So with that being said, let's get right into our content very, very quickly. God so loved his people that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. God does not love this world. God never sent Jesus to die for this world. Jesus died because he was 2,000 years too soon to bring about the end of the civilization of the Jews. He never was on no cross. There was no Calvary for that Jesus. Early one Saturday morning, our Savior taught us when he found out he was 2,000 years too soon to end the civilization of the Jews, he decided that he would give his life for the truth that he taught that his name would live until the one that he prefigured came into existence. And that's why the Quran says Jesus and his mother Mary were a sign. Jesus didn't die on Calvary. He died in front of an old Jewish store that was boarded up. And the Roman soldiers came to get him. I don't know why the Jews had the store open on Saturday. Because it was a Saturday morning. It's supposed to have been their Sabbath. But they don't give a damn about no Sabbath when it comes to making money. (laughs) 
He saw Jesus out there. He had the largest crowd that he had in all of his 20-some years of teaching in Jerusalem and in Palestine. He had 35 people. And the Roman soldiers came and when they saw him, the soldiers, two of them, they ran toward him. He never moved. He, he came out on the street to die. That's my Jesus, the prophet. And when they put their hands on him, they started arguing because there was a price on his head. $1,500 if you bring him in alive, $2,500 if you bring him in dead. So they started arguing and Jesus said, would you allow me to settle the argument? They said, yes. He said, the man on my right touched me three-tenths of a second before the man on my left. So as the soldier that had him was walking with him to bring him to the authorities, the soldier was saying, look, uh, Jesus, if I bring you to them, they're going to torture you. But if you let me kill you, I will do it so quickly that you will hardly feel it. And Jesus, according to what our Savior taught us, he invited them to come and do it. He had his hands in this manner in front of that Jew's store. And that Roman soldier took his knife and drove it into Jesus with such force that his nerves just froze and he was in this position when he passed. He's been embalmed. To last for 10,000 years. You can believe it or let it alone. See, the real story is what I tried to tell you from the beginning. That didn't happen back there. It's happening right while you're alive looking at it. Now, you heard that for yourself loud and clear loud and clear and let me add this before I get started into the Bible 1.4k people responded with all kinds of emojis uh, hearts likes disappoint you know disappointing faces one there was 1k total comp or one 1k comments 1.8k shares so 1.8k people shared this. This man is a, a very well-known international speaker. He's the main leader of the, uh, as far as I know, the Nation of Islam, which is the fastest growing religion on earth right now. The fastest growing religion is the Nation of Islam. We can't, we can't argue with the fact that the minister Louis Farrakhan, uh, Elijah Muhammad, 
has done some great things and taught some great concepts to the black man, to the black female, as far as self-reliance, self-sufficiency, not depending on welfare and things of that nature, being entrepreneurs, uh, fathers being better fathers to their wives and respecting their wives and taking better care of their children. In that actual specs, they've done a phenomenal job. Nobody can argue that. But when it comes to their theology on God, they're absolutely, positively incorrect. And that's what makes the nation of Islam so deceptive and so dangerous. Anytime a person or a group of people believe in a half-truth and a half-falsehood, that's deception. It's the same deception that the old serpent brought to Eve in the garden. He gave her some truth and he gave her some lie and he mixed them together. That's a recipe for death. That's a recipe for disaster. That's a recipe to be eternally separated from God. Let me establish something out of John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was a word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So we understand when we read the word, it's God. Do you understand what I'm saying? When we proclaim the word of God, it's God speaking. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus is the truth. He's the truth and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. We got to accept that God is truth. 2 Timothy 3, 16 says this, all scripture. Before I even go there, let me do something before I go there. I was in Chicago maybe a few months ago, whatever it was, and I had delivered to a mosque or it was some type of uh, Muslim school or something like that. <coughs> so when I got there, after I delivered the product, I went inside and got my bill of lading signed, and they had a stack of papers there the, of the final call. I asked the brother there for one because when I, when I do my research, I want to make sure I get it from the right place. I'm not going to do it on the Internet. I want to get it from the right place, and I got it right in my hand. And towards the back, it says, uh, the Muslim program, what Muslims want, so I'm not going to get into that right now, and what the Muslims believe, which I think is very, very important. Once you hear what they believe, you'll understand why this is the way that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is speaking because of what they believe. And what they believe is contrary to the Word of God. If you're a believer in Scripture, you believe that the Word is infallible. It has no fallacies, which means it has no fabrications. You believe in it from Genesis to Revelations. So the first thing they believe is this. It says, we believe in the one God whose proper name is Allah. Second, we believe in the Holy Quran and in Scriptures of all the prophets. I'm sorry, in the Scriptures of all the prophets. Three, we believe in the truth of the Bible, but we believe that it has been tampered with. So they believe in the truth of the Bible, but they believe that it's been tampered with. So what part of the Bible do they believe in? How do you choose as a man what's truth and what's not? What part that you have no authority of are you supposed to reinterpret? Listen, if I make you a bowl of oatmeal, brown sugar, butter, some milk, and then I add some strychnine, 
and I mix it together. How can you extract the poison from the oatmeal? You can't. You must get rid of all the oatmeal and throw it all away. It's all contaminated. It's the same thing with Scripture. If there's any fallacy, if there's any fabrication in Scripture, then the whole Bible is contaminated, and we can't believe a bit of it. I believe that with all my heart. But God said, let God be true and every man be a liar. Anytime any man speaks against Scripture, who opposes Scripture, that man's a liar and God's true. And I'll put my trust in God any day that any man, I don't care how influential, I don't care how educated, I don't care how prolific, and I don't care how intelligent, I'm going to trust the report of the living God before I trust any man. So they don't believe in the whole entire Bible. And it says, not only that, and it must be reinterpreted. So they believe it's got to be reinterpreted. Like I said, no man has the authority to reinterpret anything. Like I said, what part do you reinterpret? The part that you don't like? The part you don't agree with? You cherry pick what you like and say, I don't like that, so let's reinterpret that. Like, you know, people cherry pick the Bible and they reinterpret the, 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 the institution of marriage, which is supposed to be between a man and a woman, male and female. You know, God created male and female. He said, what God put together, let no man put asunder. And what the world has done, we redefine the Bible when it comes to marriage, and we say it's okay to marry a person of the same sex, even though the Bible speaks totally contrary to that so you see what happens when we try to add or take away from scripture and in revelation 22 it already tells you what's going to happen to people like that <coughs> the plagues of the book is going to be on those people that add and take away from the bible you cannot add anything or take away anything from scripture minister lewis farrakhan can't do it you say why are you attacking him i'm attacking false doctrine I'm attacking untruths. I'm attacking lies. On the Truth For Real radio, on Truth For Real broadcast, Truth For Real podcasting, we will deal with any kind of untruths and bring the truth for real based on what? Biblical foundational truth. So uh, what else do we have here? It says, reinterpret it so that mankind will not be snared by the falsehoods that have been added to it. They said there's falsehood that's been added to the Bible. And like I said, if that's true, oh, Bible's no good. And, and, and why? Why, nation of Islam, you got your holy Quran. Why do you even touch the Bible? Why do you need the Bible? Isn't there enough content in your Quran that you don't have to even touch the Bible? It's just something to think about. Why do people who don't believe in the Bible even touch it or use it? Leave it alone. Just leave it alone if you don't believe it. I'm going to deal with number four and five and leave this alone. We believe in Allah's prophets and the scriptures they brought to the people. They believe in all the Quran, all their scriptures. Five, we believe in the resurrection of the dead, not in the physical resurrection, but in the mental resurrection. So they don't believe that Jesus is coming back for anybody. Don't believe in that. You hear me? We believe that the so-called Negroes 
are most in need of mental resurrection. Therefore, they will be resurrected first. Furthermore, we believe we are the people of God's choice. As it has been written, that God would choose the rejected and the despised. We can find no other person fitting this description in these last days more than the so-called Negroes in America. We believe in the resurrection of the righteous. Listen, has black people, especially African people, been the most rejected and despised in the world? One of the most rejected and despised ethnic groups. I would have to say yes. History proves that. But when Jesus talked about the despised and rejected, he's just not referring to black people or people of color. He's referring to anybody who's been despised and rejected. Anyone. Because the Bible says this in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave. His only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He quoted that. But I'm not sure if he was being real or sarcastic. Jesus died for all humanity. The world is a cosmos. All the peoples and all the countries which counts the ethnicities. So every ethnicity, every race, every person that will has a chance and an opportunity to receive Christ and salvation. The scripture says he wished that all would come to repentance and that none would perish. That's what he said. Second Timothy 3.16 says this. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. No, some scripture. No, it says all scripture. All scripture. Nation of Islam. All scripture. Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for rebuke, for doctrine, which is teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Remember, Louis Farrakhan said that Jesus wasn't crucified and he wasn't crucified on, there wasn't no Calvary and he wasn't on no cross. Remember that? He said these things. 1 John 3.16 says, Hereby we perceive the love of God because he laid down his life for us. 1 John 4.9 In this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent. He remember said God didn't send his own son to die for us. In this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Remember, Louis Farrakhan said there's no Calvary. and Jesus wasn't crucified on no cross. But Luke 23, 33 says what? And when they were come to the place called Calvary, some uh, translations say Golgotha, which is translated Calvary. And when they came, and when they were come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him. There's the cross that they put Jesus on. And the male factors, one on the right hand and on the other on the left. We live in a very, very deceptive time, my people. Very, very deceptive. And you got to make up your mind. Whose report are you going to believe? You're going to run across intelligent people. 
educated people who carry the spirit of the Antichrist. The nation of Islam is the fastest growing religion who have some great concepts for the black man, some beautiful concepts for the white man. I'm sorry, not the white man, for the black man only. They, they, they believe they should be separated from white America and have their own land in America. They got some great concepts, but the theology on God is absolutely, positively incorrect. On the Truth for a Broadcast, we believe in the biblical foundational truth. Any day of the week, I'll take the truth of the Bible and confront anything. It's Truth for a Broadcast, and I'm Troy, your host, until the next broadcast.